by the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes, and it's a mean left hook from the opponent. Shakespeare with punches is how one critic has described trying to organise what wrestling is these days to fans. And when you're sitting there and listening to one of the organisers, which is what we're doing in this episode, as I talk to Heathen Combat's Michael Green about the challenges that come with trying to put on wrestling matches in a COVID era where you've got restrictions on people who can be there and restrictions on who can come and go from different parts of the country, you really get an understanding of exactly how stressful it must be, but also the amount of work that goes into it from the start to finish, as well as some of the positives and negatives that can come out of such a strange environment. So I hope you enjoy the episode. Stick around at the end so you can catch all his details and you know where to follow him. It's a scary time. It is fucking terrifying, yeah, man. Yeah. So tell me, uh, wrestling. Yes. Let's get on to the right topic. And I'll <laughs> Let's edit, go to the actual I'll, interview, eh? <laughs> I'll, I'll cut the rest of it. Um, yeah. so, so organizing wrestling events obviously mm-hmm. takes a lot of time takes a lot of effort to coordinate everything and then you get thrown into a lockdown how yeah. how, how do you bounce back from something like that how, how do you process something like that so we were supposed to have our next show uh next weekend the 11th and we'd planned the whole show around um the date september 11th um we were running a whole angle where one of the guys whose character is he's a like the young nats um and his whole thing was a conspiracy and we just sort of jokingly tied it in with the date obviously that's been cancelled um but prior to that the show would had uh, in may um had actually um that had undergone heaps of changes because of um the travel ban yeah because you get performance uh, so we from were, overseas don't you yeah yeah so our we were supposed to be the first company in new zealand to bring in uh, an overseas talent since i think february of the year before where we were the last oh, wow. ones to bring one in um, and we booked the whole show around it. We had um, Joel Bateman, Smash It, Joel Bateman, who runs Deathmatch Down Under in Melbourne, who was going to come over, and he was main eventing our show against a young guy called Horace, who uh, is our, now our champion. Um, and the whole reason for that was that we were giving Horace a massive opportunity. Joel's a really good friend of ours, and he was actually in the process of sort of winding down his career. So we were like, cool, we'll give you like, you know, you know, come and wrestle overseas before you wind down your career. Um, it'd be real cool to have you over. Um, and it's, you know, it'd be a big deal for the first show back um, with international guests and stuff. We're like, cool, that works perfectly. And then the Tuesday of the week of our show, um, Melbourne went, you know, and we yeah. closed the travel bubble. So um, frantic couple of days, um, had to rebook an entire show. Yeah. Uh, just about every match that was on that show, which was uh, originally like an eight-match card, um, every just every match of it had to change in some way um, due to injuries, had a couple of illnesses, um, and of course Joel not being here. But on top of that, um, it also threw the whole narrative of the show because um, a couple of weeks prior to this, we'd been told by our champion that he was severely injured um and needed to basically step away from the ring so we had to strip the belt off him and the plan was to have joel um run the whole fuck fuck new zealand australia's number one um he'd basically blackmail his way into getting the championship and then in the main event um horace who we had thankfully without even planning this in the start of the year given him an open contract we could cash it on anyone for any match he wanted would cash in and his match and joel will make the title match and win the championship take joel out of the equation Mm -hmm. 
I then had to rebook an entire show with a new big bad guy, a new storyline, uh, and make it all make sense. So um, this is the kind of stuff which COVID's done. Um, we've, um, we know we had to completely rebook an entire show, which meant had to rebook entire existing storylines, which affects the entire forward motion of the company. Um, losing the show we've got next weekend, um, our next show is the 20th of November, which is our two-year anniversary show, mm -hmm. and I need to have a show between the show we've just had and that show there in order for the storylines that I'm telling to make sense. So by losing the show next weekend, I've now had to sit down and think, okay, could we run another show between them and now? Can't really think of that because we don't have an idea as to when we'll go down to level one, which is the only real place you can run shows so, so you guys can't work under level two no the venue that we work with um the place slash altitude um have pretty much said well it's not really feasible because you've got roster you've got crew you've got audience yeah. and it's the whole building and stuff so it's not really the smartest idea so we decided it's not really worth the hassle um so yeah we will run at level one so we were like okay so we've lost a, an entire show which means that we have to rebook entire storylines and it's not like one or two storylines it's like the storyline of the entire company um and all the ones that tie around it so i've had to i've lost a show um i've lost now making the things i was going to do at this anniversary show in november makes sense so and it was the worst part was as well as we'd started the advertising and the, the promotion the promo videos and stuff from the roster and the talent had just started to come out for the show. Um, so at this point, uh, I, I mean, the moment we knew that we weren't gonna run the show, I had to sit down and I've got like a book where I write all my ideas um, and everything and, and, and like the, the, I have like a 24 month plan at any given time as to what I'm gonna do. Um, and okay, scratch that out. How do I move everything forward? So that's the basic, basic thing of it. It's like, it's, um, the best way to describe it is like um, uh, imagine if you're doing a tv show and like a character who an actor who plays a character dies mm -hmm. um and you have to completely rewrite a whole show around that um ross mcleod um the really really lovely theater critic we have who is a massive wrestling fan he comes to all of our shows um compares uh what we do to like imagine going to see a shakespeare show um and between the you've gone like to opening and closing night and between opening and closing night um they've had to restructure the whole story and now you've got like uh an actor who played romeo in another show is now showing up in like king lear and that's the way it has to yeah. be it's like well i have to completely retell a story and make it make sense narratively um and not make my audience feel like like they're idiots i suppose i think that's also the first time i've ever heard anybody compare wrestling to shakespeare oh it's shakespeare with punching man it's as simple as that <laughs> shakespeare with punching i like yeah that. yeah it's, it's great it's it's wrestling is the only theater where you can react to the audience and the audience's reaction can affect the show okay um, there's been times where i've been running a match and the audience has reacted to something and i've said to the ref mid-match was like pass this message on we're going to do this instead um i've completely changed plans for a wrestler or a character based on the reaction they get from the audience um i've had to completely 
restructure the entire company when somebody has announced that, that we were building the company around, mm-hmm. uh, announced they were retiring. Um, and then I've had to sit and look at it and go back and have a video footage. I was like, well, who is the crowd reacted to? Who have everyone gotten behind? Um, and and that's kind of how we ended up with, with Horace as our champion because Horace is sort of a hometown boy. Um, he's been used as uh, I sort of, I suppose, I suppose I'd say enhancement talent um, for other companies. Um, and he's, he's really fucking good. Um, he's somebody that I've watched his entire career because he started the same sort of time in the scene that we did. Um, and I wanted to give him a chance. And I was like, okay, so our very first show that we ran um, two years ago, I was like, I'll give you um, a match against this international who's flying over. And he immediately like exceeded expectations. And I was like, okay. So when next time he was available, I was like, I'm going to start putting you in these bigger profile matches. And if you can keep, um, if you can keep getting reactions and you can keep proving yourself, then we'll do that. And he came into the company as like a bad guy and crowd reaction instantly turned him into a good guy because everyone loves okay. the guy and he puts everything into it. And that was why when, when we lost Joel or when we lost everything, um, I was like, well, it has to be him. Um, and when the, the idea came up to put someone against an international, it had to be him because I wanted to give him an opportunity because the plan was always to put the belt on him in the future, mm-hmm. just obviously not as soon. Um, and I'm really disappointed that we've lost the show next weekend because we had a big match for the kid. So it, it um, sounds like an awful lot of building the show comes down to having that audience that you can't get yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, there's no point in, I mean, WWE and, um, and some of the other comp- big, big companies, AEW, uh, Progress and stuff are running, well, well, WWE for two years ran shows in their training center with no mm-hmm. crowds. And then they put like all these screens, these big screens up yeah. um, and they've projected like you could book in to be like a, a face in the crowd sort of thing. Yep. And it was called the Thunderdome. And it was like, that was how they dealt with it. Um, other people had like their rosters, their roster members um, who weren't wrestling with the crowd. Progress, um, the big company in the United Kingdom just run in an empty room. And it's really weird because there's nothing, yeah. there's just like no crowd. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, we can't really do that in New Zealand because wrestling's still quite a niche thing here. Um, but like, we were also the first country uh, post the first lockdowns to be able to run shows again. Yeah, you know, we I've I've run an entire year worth of shows in the time that some of my friends over in the United Kingdom and in Australia have just not been able to wrestle. I have friends in in um, in the United Kingdom and Australia who. Uh, wrestled last like February, March of last year, and haven't so, so just before everything hit the fan. Yeah, yeah. And we've run, uh, we ran an entire friggin' storyline, and we've changed our belt three times in that yeah. time. And I mean, there are people who, uh, my friends who've got championships overseas, and they now have these like huge length championship reigns. For what? They've done nothing, you know. Yeah. Um, and I feel for these companies who had all these massive plans and all these wrestlers who had these amazing things, like the sheer number of people who have during the lockdowns and stuff, um, retired, um, stepped away from the scene. We also had, um, during the first lockdown, we had the, the speaking out movement mm-hmm. where um, a whole bunch of people, uh, mainly women, um, women in the wrestling scene, crowd members, roster members, um, people behind the scenes, all talked about the sexual harassment, sexual abuse, emotional abuse and stuff that happened to them. Um, and it's rightfully so decimated the wrestling industry. And it's, yeah. 
it's still an ongoing process, but it is, a, it, it is making a positive change because it's um, it was the right time where people could say things and there were people were able to, you know, come out and try and say otherwise um, because they couldn't go anywhere to do anything about it and stuff. Um, and thankfully, it didn't affect what I was doing very much. Um, I maybe, um, maybe lost one or two people um, that were on the fringes. Uh, but it's also, again, made me reevaluate how we do things. I've made sure that we run as a safe space. Um, I make sure that I have female members of my um, team that are in positions of power. Um, we have you know, a really good system. If anyone has any, any complaints or any issues, I think it can come directly to us. Um, and we, as a country, had an opportunity to set the standard for mm -hmm. wrestling in the rest of the world. Um, SPW down in, in Vicargo, um, are able to run like they usually run stadium shows as their big shows because they're like the, the them and uh, IPW in Auckland like the biggest companies in New Zealand mm -hmm. and so we were able to run these massive shows where everyone else wasn't able to do anything um, and it got a lot of eyes onto the New Zealand scene so I mean all of us had to really step up our game um, I have really been thankful to have the opportunity to have um, Tom Campbell who is a, um, a member of a massive online wrestling community called Cultaholic, who also um, is like a radio presenter for BBC, um, has taken a real big interest in what we're doing. He put commentary uh, on a video we had of one of our matches, which has gotten really, really good feedback. Cool. Um, he's like our biggest supporter online. And every time we do anything, um, because we're able to do shows and they can't, I mean, it's, it's opposite at the moment, the United Kingdom are running shows, yes. but we're not. Um, he was able to signal boost us and it's been really really lovely um it must be and... very strange though having that you know the very form this is the bbc and let's get ready to rumble yeah yeah, yeah he's um <laughs> he's got one of those really like really commanding voices and stuff and it's real like like he's like this, he, the ultimate nice guy and i've seen what he does because he also is involved in wrestling outside mm -hmm. of like the online community he like he's a manager he's a ring announcer um and like having someone of that like that, that stature in the scene like being involved in what we're doing is it's amazing um and so we were able to organize like a um we got a, a new zealand wrestling like video podcast we managed to organize an interview with him for them which is really cool so he's real invested in the new zealand scene and the real good thing that will come out of once the world's not on fire um is that there's more people interested in the New Zealand wrestling scene. The sheer number of people who have reached out to us as at Heathens from um, overseas companies who are like desperate to come here and work. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's astronomical. I have, once we can fly people in from even just Australia, um, it'll be massive. We were supposed to be running this, like I said, our, our two-year anniversary show in November was supposed to be an entire show of um, Heathen Combat versus an Australian company. They were going to fly their roster over and now that can't happen so instead i have to provide a really cool story i've got um that i'm running i'm really <laughs> excited for that um but it would have been even cooler if i could have had the show next weekend to yeah. give it a little bit of extra gravitas but, and i'm really disappointed as well because there's a really good name for the show next weekend and now i can't run it what was the name robocop 4 fuck off robocop that's right. Yes, that, that is a <laughs> And it's the second thing. second year in a row I've had to cancel a September show with a great name because I had to cancel last year's as well. Because hmm. of uh, we went to we were just coming out of level 
That's just right. Just going level three to level two last year. Yeah. Last September. So yeah, last one last year we lost our somebody wake up Billy Joe Armstrong. Because it was the it feels like a it feels like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, I know, right? I come up with these awesome meme names and I can't use yeah. the shows. <laughs> ah. so, so how does a lockdown like this mentally affect the wrestlers that you've got, the athletes that are out there? Um, so it does it does really affect people. Like last lockdown, we had um, we had like a group where we have a every company has like a roster page, um, and the roster page all is all the wrestlers who work the shows and stuff, and we're all real supportive, and we put posts up there and stuff, and we make sure everyone how everyone's doing and things like that. Um, with like obviously lots of group chats and stuff. Um, last year during the height of the lockdown, we had uh, a group of us who daily would. Uh, go on video calls together as a big group and play uh, Cards Against Humanity, um, things like that. Um, and just that you just got to, you know, there's some of us who live alone, but some of us who are at complete other ends of the country, like our roster spans from like Northland down to Invercargill. Um, so That's a pretty we, big area. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we all make sure that we message each other on a regular basis to see how everyone's doing because like, literally yesterday the new the um the wrestling community lost somebody to suicide and it was it was horrific um and you just think about the the effect on the mental health of people in these situations especially over the last like 18 24 months um it shouldn't take a tragedy like what happened yesterday for the not even just the international but the new zealand wrestling community to band together to try and back everyone you know i've worked with a lot of athletes over the last few years and one of the things i've, I've noticed that they are obviously very dedicated to what they're doing and they have their goals and they work really hard to hit those goals and when the goalposts move like they do in a lockdown it can really hit them hard like it, it, oh, it yeah. just it, it, it's like a slap in the face to them and there's nothing that they feel at the time that they can do to get out of it like mm. it it, it it must be such a horrible space to find. I, that's why I don't exercise. You know, it, it's to look after my own mental health in the long run. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've seen it happen where you know you have something like that, and then suddenly it just throws you. I was dealing with Olympians last year before they moved the Olympics, and it was exactly the same thing. It was suddenly, oh, you've got an extra twelve months, and in their head they're going, yeah, but this is the time I can do now. Twelve months, I'll be older. I might be slower. We don't know what's going to happen. You could get Can't... injured in that time. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And then, like, it, it really throws people. Same with Iron Man last year um, or earlier this year. It got postponed by three weeks, and they were in their taper period, so they they were at a point where they were they were pulling back and they weren't exerting as much so they could reserve energy. And then suddenly you've got an extra three weeks, so you've got to throw in more training and you just. Yeah, it, it must be such an emotional strain for them. Mm. I mean, we, like I said, we had um, we had to cancel entire shows. Like I said, it affects entire storylines. People yeah. get excited for things we had plans like, hey, you know, you've got this massive match against here, this massive marquee match. And and so everyone sits down, they come up with these ideas of how the matches will go, like match formats and stuff. Like, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do this. And then you spend all this time working out how you're going to do something and then you don't get to do it. And then you're like, okay, and then this has happened and this person won't even be there. So, mm. but that's kind of the thing with, with what wrestling is. I mean, card subject to change. Yeah. It's a, it's a term of the trade, you know, um, everyone knows that. Um, I mean, our last, like I said, our last show we had in May, just about every single match had a change to it. We had somebody pull out the morning of the show 
Um, and so um, as we were setting up, we had um, one of our one of our mates show up and he was just uh, came to, to help out. And I was like, do you have your gear with you? He's like, yeah. I'm like, cool, man. Do you want to wrestle? Do you want me on the show? He's like, yeah. And it was like a real cool surprise for the crowd who had expected something. Mm-hmm. But we also then had to completely change what we had going for the guy who was there um, yeah. and how it went with him and how that match went uh, again has changed what I've had to do moving forward for him entirely again. So with all um, of the mental gymnastics that you have to do yeah. for yourself as an organizer, how are you holding up with this? What are you doing to keep yourself sane? Um, I have a real good support crew. Um, I have a couple of mates um, that I talk to regularly. We have like a, a group chat for, I think, heathen management, I suppose. Um, and we always talk about, hey, this has happened. So we talk about ideas we can have to change it. Um, I read a lot i read a lot of manga i watch a lot of um horror films stuff where i can just like turn my brain off um but i also have to set aside x amount of time every day to figure out okay so here's what i'm going to do moving forward um and it's i have to keep it really common keep an eye on, yeah i have to keep an eye on every company in new zealand one of the things with wrestling in new zealand because new zealand is such a small scene and there's like 12 13 companies which is, it sounds like a lot, but in the grand scheme of things, there's like that much in a single state in Australia. Yeah. You know? So I have to keep an eye on what every company's doing with every roster member that they have that we could possibly use, that what I don't do, or what I do and what I don't do doesn't affect what they're doing um, out of consideration and stuff like that. And we do have quite a good little community. Like most of us do work together. Um, you know, we do, if I want to do something with someone I know who is important within a company, I have to message and be like, hey, this is what we're doing with this person. Is it going to affect what you're doing? I do have a couple of companies that I work directly with. And so, like, there's a company in Wellington that I work very closely with. And what we do storyline ties into what they're doing. Um, our championship belts have been defended and featured on each other's shows. Um, and, yeah, stuff like that. So, and it's, as well, it's given me... The other thing as well is that I'm sitting and thinking, okay, so I've lost all this time due to these various things. What cool things can I do for um, the people that I have on my roster? What cool things can I do for them um, to make up for the opportunities they've lost? Um, Like we are in the process of looking at different sort of shows that we can run. Um, I'd love to be able to do something with uh, the, the arts festivals. Um, I'd love to do a company in, C- uh, in Wellington called CPW ran a show recently at um, the Panhead Brewery. And I would absolutely love to be able to do one here in Hamilton, yeah. Good George, um, and do something like that. You know, these Just are the sorts clear of out the garden bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Or even like they've got a car in, park next door, haven't they? Like, yeah, yeah. Or they've also they've also bought a whole bunch of the warehouses around them and they're building oh, um perfect. You know, they've got breweries and their stuff. So something like that. And that's the sort of things I'm doing is I'm thinking, okay, so I've lost these opportunities. What other opportunities can I replace them with? What can I do to um reward the people who've stuck around? So what can I do to thank the people? What can I opportunities can I do for the, you know the the guys who were just starting out their journeys into wrestling before lockdown happened um what's, what's so, been the reactions from the fans every like obviously that they'll be a bit disappointed when things like this happen. yeah like people are people are obviously disappointed and stuff but also people are real understanding um i think 
like I've seen people getting frustrated overseas when things get cancelled and stuff, but everyone here in New Zealand's real actually been really, really good. Like the New Zealand wrestling community, as I said, is really it's it's not a huge community, but we're all real supportive because we've, you know, everyone goes to everyone else's shows because there's only, you know, so many wrestlers to go around. Yeah. Um and it's been real cool that to see that okay, we've lost a show and everyone's upset about it and stuff. And I've said, oh, you know, it's all good. We'll refund you your tickets and stuff. And there's no like, oh, blah, blah, blah. blah. That's the same. And everyone, everyone gets it, you know. Um, as a country, to it Zealand, yeah, as a, as a country everyone, in New Zealand, everyone's really, really open about what's going on. Like, there's no point in me trying to hide behind bullshit, you yeah. know. Um, I am the face of the company. You know, I'm the one who's on the videos announcing things. I'm the one who runs all the socials on the run one who does everything so it's um if i come out and i say flat out we can't run this show because of this or this has happened then people know that i'm not making things up yeah and i suppose uh, as well with a nationwide lockdown everybody knows oh yeah everybody's in the same boat it's, it's and even yeah. if we even if we could run shows at the moment like hypothetically we could run a show in level three a good chunk of my roster are in auckland so yeah. i would lose i'd lose my friggin' champion yeah, because he's up in Auckland at the moment. You know, what's the point of me running that show then? You know, yeah, so exactly. I'd rather tra- wait to a point where I can get everyone, which makes sense. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. Um, because this thing is apparently timed. I don't know if that actually works or not with the timer on Zoom, but they tell me that it does. Um, this will go. Best advice you can give to people to get them through lockdown crazies. Uh, have a have a support crew. Mm-hmm. Have a group of people that you talk to on the regular, and find something that you have that um you can switch your brain off and do uh be it gaming movies books uh cooking um walking anything like that find something that you're that doesn't even need to be something you're passionate about something that you can do um that gets you through it when and if you feel that you're struggling and you need help and you talk to someone and talk to someone don't let the fact that you can't see someone face to face stop you from talking to them and check in on like i said on my on my thing when when um when everything happened yesterday morning when we woke up and we found out that daphne had passed away check in on your friends not just the ones who you know are suffering but everyone because yeah. um you never know when somebody's doesn't know how to reach out very good advice um, where can we find you online uh, you can find us on facebook on instagram and on twitter at heathen combat one cool. word and what I'll do is I'll leave links for that in the description so people can just scroll down and find them there. It'd be very easy to hunt you down. Thank you very much for this, Michael. It's much appreciated. No, no worries, man. Anytime. Good to yeah. see you. Shakespeare with punches is by far one of the best lines I've heard doing these interviews. I want to thank Michael Green for coming along and showing me, who's not really a big wrestling aficionado, exactly how much work goes into organising these events and how down to the wire it can actually be trying to craft storytelling techniques that really engage the audience. If you want to follow Michael, then you can have a look down below in the description. There'll be a whole bunch of information there on Heathen Combat. And join us again for another episode next time. Thanks a lot.